Welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bits. It's the finale of this year's uh, FIFA World Cup in Qatar. What a World Cup it has been, and this Sunday we will know uh, who lifts the crown. Um, will it be Argentina and Lionel Messi, or will it be the youngster Kylian Mbappe chasing his second World Cup trophy uh, with the French national team? Four teams remaining, so thought we could do something quite different in the studio this week. We've got... Uh, for on the podcast, um, I'm sure you know them by now. It's Chadley Nagel, Joshua Gaylord, and Desh uh, Patab. Gentlemen, what a World Cup! Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Jesse. Um, it's definitely been known for the history books. If you look at from top to bottom, each mm. team um, pulling results out the bag. If you look at Saudi Arabia, kick things off mm-hmm. with the two-one come from behind victory of Argentina. Right up till Morocco leaving the <coughs> semis. Yeah. Um, everybody has done something memorable this year. Yeah, like what you said there. Uh, one for the history books, Chad. You were on the Moroccan train throughout the tournament. And uh, now they could leave Qatar um, with the bronze medal. Yeah, I've been very impressed with uh, Morocco. They've won me over. Um, African team, they've gone... Uh, quite far in the tournament. They have a chance of winning uh, bronze. They did very well to become the first uh, African country to make the semifinals of the World Cup. And of course, uh, being a Chelsea man, it's nice to see uh, Hakim Ziyech mm. shining uh, for his national side. And um, yeah, I'm hoping that Morocco claim third spot. Well, there's other Chelsea men in there. You've got Matteo Kovacic. Um, so We'll get to that fixture in a moment, but there will be uh, a Chelsea bronze medalist. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, Josh, it's been a World Cup full of ups and downs. Your highlights of this year's World Cup? Yo, there's been there's so much to pick from. Um, I mean, just off the bat, everybody was expecting Brazil to be amazing. Um, and I mean, they, Straight in, they, they were... Straight in, just it in from, from the get-go. <laughs> they <laughs> were. Uh, I'm, I'm just building up to one of the highlights for me. Uh, was Richarlison's or Brazil's opening goal through Richarlison? Yeah. What a what a strike! Um, I think Brazil were uh, quality throughout, uh, and to open up the account like that—that's a that just sets a marker for a beautiful moment for Brazil uh, to show who they are. That's that's a beautiful goal. Um, hi- another highlight. Um, well, for for English fans, might not be a highlight. Um, Harry Kane missing a penalty. It's a mm-hmm. moment to remember in history for football. Mm. Uh, Morocco making it to the semi-finals for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, inclusive of an African-born or coach. Um, that's another marker. Th- there's so many big things, so many players that have played their or kicked their last uh, ball on the World Cup stage. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's been a memorable one, and football has taken the full focus in Qatar. Um, but for me. It has to be uh, whoever lifts this trophy uh, in the in the final. Um, either way, it's an extremely uh, beautiful moment, whether it be Lionel Messi basically completing the game of football means we can pack this podcast up and all the big football papers can close down. Um, <laughs> and or on the on the flip side, mm-hmm. yeah, you mentioned it in the opening uh, comments, Kylian Mbappe at age 23 with two World Cup trophies to his name. Yeah. It's that's a, a, a crazy achievement, especially considering the the young squad that France have played through this World Cup with. Mm-hmm. The next one, those players will have so much more experience, 100%. and they could even go on to for him to win 
four in a row. You yeah, yeah. you never know. Um, but yeah, I think my I have to wait and look for this final fixture. That'll be the highlight for me. I think it's it's funny that you mentioned the uh, you know Kylian Mbappe, um, you know chasing his second World Cup now and then. Lionel Messi also looking to claim international glory for Argentina um, at the World Cup. I think there's, well, I've seen it on social media, but there's two conversations happening here with Kylian Mbappe and uh, Lionel Messi. The first question one uh, was, Chad, does this end the debate with Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo if Messi were to, to lift the trophy with Argentina? And then the flip side to that is, can we start having the Kylian Mbappe and Pele comparison if at the age of 23, Kylian Mbappe has two World Cups? Yeah, sure. That's a loaded question. Um, it's, I, it's, it's incredibly tough to answer. I think when... Well, let me just answer with the, the Lionel Messi mm-hmm. and, the, and the Lionel Messi uh, topic. I think for me, I... But I personally think that Lionel Messi has already proved that he's the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. And, and that's my... That's my personal opinion, and I know some might feel uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and you would have a case. Uh, you might say Pele and you would have a case, and you might say Diego Maradona and you would have a case too. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Lionel Messi has proved time and time again, even at the age of 35, to have the game of his life. Yeah. Uh, for me, against uh, um, Croatia, where he, he, he rolled back the years, and he was messy he looked like 2011 Messi under Pep Guardiola. He was majestic. He was it was a it was a real Messi masterclass, and I think he is the the goat of goats. Uh, <laughs> the 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 guys that I've mentioned they are class. They are um, you know they are goats in their own rights. But I think if we're talking about who is the goat uh, of goats, and I think that's Lionel Messi in terms of Kylian Mbappe. Um, look, he's not my favorite. Because of um, his attitude, and but you know, I'd give credit where credit's due. He's been fantastic, arguably the player of the tournament alongside Lionel Messi. Probably that will go go to whoever lifts the the trophy. And I I think these two guys. I think what's so good about them is they both reached the final uh, in on course to lift the trophy, and both are on course to become. Uh, to win the play of the tournament, the golden ball, as well as the golden boot. And I think that's astonishing for both players. Yeah. Um, for me, like, it's more the Ronaldo-Messi debate because while Zimbabwe is outperforming himself um, consistently, it's more of a phenomenon. His time is still coming. Like, right now, Messi and Ronaldo were in this World Cup. And, um, you know, with Morocco knocking, uh, knocking Portugal out, um, you know, Ronaldo didn't have much of a say in the last two games of Portugal. Um, it's it's like it's messy, you know. Like he's shown mm. that he still got the yeah. longevity on on his side. Um, I do think that he'll actually lift the trophy on Sunday, and um, it for me that'll that'll settle the the goat debate. So that's what settles it. Yeah, it's definitely it's a World Cup. You know, um, the last time I was. On the podcast, I mentioned that um, the greats have to win the great things. Mm. You know, it's as simple as that. To be considered a great, you have to win. You have to back it up. And uh, like a World Cup does that, like you're talking, not, like puts him in the stratosphere. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I think it's always been a case of uh, when I watch football, 
I like to appreciate someone who makes it look easy. Mm. And there's been a lot of players in the history of football who have made it look simple, like they're moving in slow motion. We think of Zidane versus Brazil back in 2006. Andrea Pirlo. Andrea Pirlo. So as you said that, I just thought of... Mm. Yeah, simple, simple stuff. Ronaldinho, the way he moves and weaves between players, like he's with a smile on his face yeah. um, throughout the fixture. Yeah. Uh, we think of... Bergkamp, Ozil. De- Dennis Bergkamp, Ozil back in 2014. Uh, the master of the Germans. There's so so many players like that, but I can also appreciate, not that they don't work hard, mm. I can also appreciate extreme hard work and that's that comes through in numbers when you think about Ronaldo, literal numbers in the way that he's scored goals, the n- number of trophies that he's picked up. And as much as I appreciate watching Ronaldo more than I appreciate watching Messi, because of the way that I view football, someone making it look so easy, I have to give it to Lionel Messi, whether he wins the World Cup or not. Um, I have to give it to him. Uh, I haven't had the privilege of witnessing Diego Maradona or Pele back in the day or some of those previous footballers. But I've witnessed these two. And because of the simpli- the way he makes it look so simple, I'm, I'm backing the Argentine, the little, little, little Argentine. <laughs> Argentine. Um, I like what you said earlier, Chad, that the winner of this, well, their key players uh, will be given the golden ball, given uh, play of the tournament and all these sorts of accolades. But I think it could go uh, one stretch further and, you know, I think the winner of this final, whether it's Lionel Messi or Kylian Mbappe, lifts the Ballon d'Or as well. Yeah, um, that's that's one uh, that we should not leave out. I think the Ballon d'Or, and I think, you know, the... It also it helps that both are on the same team. Mm. Uh, for they both play for the same club, so surely the Ballon d'Or winner already is going to come from one of these two players. Yeah. They both are. Uh, Messi proved that he still has so much uh, left to give, and Kylian Mbappe is at the peak of his powers now. And I agree with what Desh said; he is going to get even better, and I, perhaps his prime is still to come. But surely it's hard to even um, imagine him getting even better than what, what he already looks like now. Yeah. And, and that's probably going to happen anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the winner takes the Ballon d'Or as well. But I think individual accolades aside, I think both players want their hands on the World Cup. And I think even though Kylian Mbappe, um, I personally feel that he's a player who chases uh, these individual accolades and there's not a problem with that but I feel like he's more for that than the team sometimes but even he would want another, to celebrate another World Cup uh, I thought you were going to say even he loves football that much that he'd want Messi to love football <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but if, if it was up to me to give all these awards I'd give it to I'd even give the golden glove to Messi <laughs> I, I think it's, it's Messi's for the taking even if France win the World Cup on on Sunday. I do believe that the Ballon d'Or um, would would still be in Messi should they win like the Champions League and have like an amazing season. Yeah, but uh, then domestic. remember, there's Kylian Mbappe in that same Champions League winning team mm-hmm. as well. So, sorry, can I just say also that I and 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 look, this is just my opinion. Yeah, maybe we won't share the same opinion, but for me. Um, Kylian Mbappe is obviously a superstar in that France, in that France uh, side, mm. but I, I feel like he also has players that that are 
like to hear some stars playing with him. Yes, Benzema's not there, and yeah. well, he might be there for the final, according to reports. But you know, and and there's no Pogba and Kante, but there's there's Griezmann who's who's been fantastic. One one yeah. of the players of the tournaments who's gone uh, yeah. unnoticed. I think he's been fantastic. Um, uh, Giroud's Giroud's been very good up by his last game. He um, could have he's been better than that. But if you look at Argentina's side, um, yes, Alvarez. He's he's proved that he's a star in the making, but Lionel Messi stands out. It's almost like yeah. everything depends on him, and like he makes things tick. He creates, and he's he's either mm. creating the goal or he's scoring it. And um, Kylian Mbappe, kind of not so much the same as Messi in terms of the importance. I feel, but because you know, I think Messi would love to play with the Griezmann. Yeah, uh, that actually brings me to my next question because uh, Desh and I were actually discussing it this morning off air. Um, you know, we're just like fooling around in the office and discussing a combined eleven for the World Cup, and we sort of came to the same agreement that it's just Emmy Martin as the goalkeeper and Lionel Messi who get into the French team, um, which sort of shows how great. I think it sort of puts an even bigger scale on how important Lionel Messi is and how crucial he is to this Argentina squad. And in fact, just to football in itself and, you know, for him to sort of carry the weight of a nation yeah. on his shoulders. We put Emmy Martinez there as well yeah. uh, because he has been a better goalkeeper than Yuglari. So at least that's what Desh and I felt. But his play is unrelated to Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi is not coming to collect it from the centre-backs or anything. Yeah. So I don't know how you feel about that, uh, Josh, that just Messi and Martinez get into Emmy, not Lissandro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, definitely not, not Lissandro. <laughs> um, I'd argue that right-wing position although he, he did miss a game, um, when he is on that field, he gives a lot going uh, forward in a quick transition for Argentina. Di Maria. Is Angel Di Maria. Mm. I think he's been bar Messi, mm. m- maybe bar Martinez, but I, I think he's been an excellent player for Argentina. Um, they, it, it just gives them a bit of speed down that right side. On the, other, on the left wing, it's, it's yes, quality. Uh, Acuna, Acuna, oh, I, I like him. Quality player, yeah. but I think Di Maria is a is a. If you see how France is on the left wing, they're a bit more heavy on that side. Yeah. Obvious for obvious reasons with Mbappe. Um, I think he's a, a player that Argentina rely on a lot as yeah. well. Um, and it gives Messi some freedom not to make as many sprints as possible. Although, mm-hmm. like Chad mentioned, he rolled back the years in this last fixture, absolutely eating. Uh, one of the quality players in Guardiola. Uh, Guardio. Yeah. I, I think I saw Jesse on social media <laughs> mention someone. Uh, his price came down after Messi just tore him on that on that wing. Um, but yeah, Di Maria, I'd argue him over Dembele uh, in that squad. Well, we but had Griezmann there. Um, we had Griezmann going forward. Okay, yeah, that Griezmann makes sense. Yeah. Look, uh, look, the goalkeeper Emi Martinez is a better keeper for me, but I do think Hugo Lloris has silenced a lot of critics this tournament at least. Mm. I think if you're only looking at the World Cup, he has been fantastic, and I think um, even against um, he was he was ve- he very much tested by uh, Morocco, and I think you know he deserves credit as well. And if, if there was some kind of combined eleven uh, that was like an official one, mm-hmm. um, I think he would might feel. Unlucky not to see his name on, yeah. on there as well. But I like Acuna, but probably doesn't make this the squad. Um, but Argentina, they have some players that are for the future. Like um, I, I like Hernandez. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the midfielder, very good. And I like um, Alvarez. Man City have got a gem. They've got two gems in uh, um, Erling Haaland and Alvarez. I think sure. Alvarez has shown why Manchester City, one of the greatest yeah. teams in football, have actually brought him in, even though yeah. they've had Erling Haaland fant- on the he books He is before. fantastic. Yeah. And he's better than Lautaro Martinez. <laughs> Uh, Des, you still stick by what you said. Yeah, yeah, I think Martinez has uh, has done it for me. He's done enough. He's shown me that he is. Um, he will get into that front squad. Mm. He comes in with with three clean sheets. Um, you know, crazy. across his six uh, World Cup appearances. Um, currently, he is joint top. I think Jordan Pickford is there, um, along with one other goalkeeper. I think it's a Moroccan. Bono. Yeah, Bono. Bono. So phenomenal. Um, you know, he uh, Martinez could potentially keep a clean sheet in the World Cup, earn his fourth of the of seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also um, re- registered nine high claims, which uh, puts him in number one from all goalkeepers at the tournament. Sure. If I look at Loris, yesterday he pulled a good save. Um, did you did you see the uh, Moroccan defender that did an overhead? Bicycle yeah. kick, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. brilliant! What a save! Yeah. He didn't. For me, I thought it was in the back of the net, or it yeah. hit the it hit the post. Yeah. But Loris got fingertips to that. Yeah. It shows that he's alert. You know, he's a World Cup winning captain, and he still has the shot saving ability. Mm-hmm. However, I think his downfall is penalties. I don't think he's a good penalty um, shot stopper. Um, this. This, he relies uh, on you to sky it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. So, so actually, and this and this World Cup, there were twenty penalties awarded across the tournament. Three of them were against France. Of those three, Loris saved none of them. <laughs> so well, he's, he wasn't. He's not a twenty feet tall to catch Harry Kane's. <laughs> <laughs> so that just tells me that um, you know, given. Um, and if you look at Messi, you know, if mm-hmm. if the France midfield or defense slips up, you know, um, commits a foul in the box, I'm backing him to bury that, you know, yeah. with, without a shadow of a doubt. And he's done that in their previous match uh, against Croatia. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there was a foul there. Messi stepped up. He scored that Although one. Although he did miss his penalty against Saudi Arabia, which was extremely crucial. That put the Argentinian side under a lot of pressure Oh yes, uh, in yeah. that opening fixture. But um, he, he looks a different player. Yeah. No, no, I definitely. Look does, a nation yes, from, yeah. from that from, first yeah. fixture. I, I think it was a bit of a wake-up call for them mm-hmm. uh, to get into gear, to not coast. Especially, mm-hmm. I mean, you're coming into the World Cup. Saudi Arabia was arguably the easiest fixture yeah. in the group. Um, maybe they came with a bit of complacency, <coughs> and it cost them yeah. a lot. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people are drawing comparisons back in 2010. I remember sitting Spain, in the yeah. stadium with Spain, drawing comparisons Switzerland. to Spain and Switzerland, but Switzerland. Uh, they didn't look the better team on that on that day. Uh, Spain looked way better. They missed crucial chances. Um, and on the flip side, Saudi Arabia actually outplayed Argentina, in yeah. my opinion, for that fixture. Um, but it was a good wake-up call. I mean, yeah. Messi, uh, the Saudi Arabian fans were calling, "Where's your goat? <laughs> Where's your goat?" Um, and and he, I think he took yeah. that personally, and he yeah. came out in the next fixture, scored a beautiful goal against Morocco from outside the box. Uh, he took it personal against the Netherlands. Well, that, sure. that, that that was a fixture for the ages. Yeah. Mm. Did you guys know since then he has scored and assisted in three World Cup matches? It's phenomenal. Yeah. Look, look, we're talking about uh, compa- drawing comparisons, 2010, Spain, um, you know, but and, and hopefully that's the case for Argentina. I mean, we, I, I know we haven't come to predictions yet, but like I 
it's no secret. I love Messi and I would love to see him get his hands on the trophy. And I feel, yes, it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. Obviously, could Argentina have had a better start to the tournament? Absolutely. But can they still turn it around and get their hands on the trophy? Yes, they've come so far and they have the master, Lionel Messi, uh, who's, who's going to tear France to shreds, I say. Before we get into predictions, um, there is another fixture happening this weekend. It's the, some would call it the losers final. It's the fight for the third place playoff. Uh, Croatia against Morocco. Um, Chad, I'm actually going to wait to get to you to last, well, for last because uh, there's some biased um, opinions there with uh, Kovacic and Ziyech and it's just, it's all over the place for, for Chelsea <laughs> uh, right now. So this I'll start with you. We'll go around the room and then Josh. Uh, you give me your prediction and then uh, chat. But Desh? I think I think Croatia are going to take this one. I think um, that Morocco They've played so many minutes. Though. Yeah, that's well, that's look. That doesn't seem to slow them down. Mm. Yeah, like I th- I think more minutes than any eight, other nation. Eight surely. of their previous ten World Cup matches have gone to extra time. Eight of the previous ten. That's like I think this is the only nation who can put a, a group stage game into <laughs> send the group stage game into extra time. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's they just look tireless. I don't think that that fatigue is a part of their vocabulary. Mm. So I'm looking at a full strength uh, Croatian team. Um, you know, you have your midfield three of uh, Brozovic, Kovacic, and Modric uh, supporting Kramaric and. Um, I just think that there's enough firepower between those players um, and the defense. You know, the Croatian goalkeeper has earned himself like a heap of praise mm-hmm. this World Cup. Um, Morocco have outperformed themselves. You know, they had a weakened squad. They had lost uh, players, key players before um, before the, the World Cup. Uh, you're looking at your Amin Harit, uh, Imran Luza, Adam Asina, who all have got um, some top experience um, in them. Um, you know, they, I'm not expecting them to have a lot of the ball in this fixture. Um, but against France, they did shock me. I actually think that they played better than France. Um, at one stage, I think it was 60 minutes or so, they had completed more than 100 passes than France had at that stage. So it is going to be tight one. Um, but I just think that midfield three, that midfield trio, um, you know, when, when I heard your Chad's comment about Messi on the wing. I just wonder if it, if they had to, like if he went wide because he couldn't penetrate through the middle. Yeah. You know, like he, he decided to, like it was, a, I think a counter mm-hmm. or like, you know, he did isolate the defender, but without midfield trio, like it makes it so difficult. Mm. Um, and I think that they'll do enough um, to shut the Moroccan players down. In 90 minutes? For yeah, <laughs> I have to ask yeah. It's Croatia. <laughs> yeah, I think that they have enough in them to um to get the get the W. I think Kramaric gets on a score sheet, um or Perisic. You know, Perisic is also you know you mm-hmm. put him in that team as well. I just think uh, there's enough quality there for for them to take it. Oh, for myself, um, I think Morocco can get this victory. Um, I know. You mentioned they pl- played a lot better than France in the in the semis. Um, I think I've come over the opinion that I can't say that. Oh, just listening to that, I, I mentioned it earlier that some teams have looked better. Um, I think it, I think it's just that they've looked better. But if you look from the entirety of the football uh, perspective, 
defense is part of football. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, France were the better, were the better team. They got across the line. Um, but looking at uh, Morocco, they looked different than how they've played for most of the tournaments. Um, they de- decided to go in the front foot. I mean, nobody expected them to concede a goal in the first five minutes. Mm. Um, it was a bit of a scramble, uh, and they they just didn't it didn't work out for them. Uh, you win those those sometimes, and like Deschamps said, sometimes you needed a bit of luck in football, yeah. and that was their lucky moment. It forced it forced uh, Morocco to play on that front foot, and I mean they have the players to play on the front foot. Um, you don't have to have Ziyech running up and down, uh, which is not normally comfortable doing. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's looked excellent, and I think that against Croatia, uh, if they are able to play in the front foot, which, which I feel like Croatia uh, gives a lot of teams the opportunities to do that, mm. um, he can be a key man for them uh, going forward. Using most of his energy in the final third, uh, I think he can he can get them on the board early. Um, probably in, from a betting perspective, I think Morocco can come out, and th- this is like one of the very few chances that uh, an African side can get a medal in the yeah. World Cup. Um, I think they would be, be the much, time. much more motivated uh, than Croatia here. Um, Croatia tasted some difficult defeats in the mm-hmm. World Cup, especially considering the most of their squad will be done for mm-hmm. going forward. Um, I think that uh, Morocco can get the win here, and they'll come out, come out strong. I, I feel from a betting perspective in ninety uh, minutes. In ninety minutes, but yeah. also uh, to win the first half, possibly. Oof, it's. Uh very brave and bold, and I, I kind of like it. Uh, Chad, before you give me your prediction, I just want to give you the stats that Morocco have never, ever lost a third-place playoff wow. in the World Cup. Wow. They're there for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> well, I guess that gives uh, Croatia no chance. Then. Yeah. Look, I, I just... Look, this um, it really makes for a fascinating game, and I know... There's not, obviously, I mean, for obvious reasons, there's not much hype around the um, the third place playoff. I was actually wondering whether we're actually going to even cover it in this podcast before. Um, and, and it's just because, you know, like all eyes on the final now, but this is a fascinating game. And it's a, it's a game that they will, that will show us um, some key battles, some mm. key duels. Like I think, uh, Borna Sil- uh, Sosa, the left back, is fantastic, and he's on Manchester City's radar, and they have an eye for talent. He's a good, he's a good left back, and I think that it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see how he copes with Hakim Ziyech, who's mm-hmm. who's who's fantastic in Morocco colours, and um, or even the the right back uh, Juranovic, he, he's fantastic as well, and I think. I think it's how he performs against Buffal because everyone knows Morocco's key players are their the wide wingers. players. They, and, and so that, for me, those key duos are one to look out for. I think, um, I think Vardial is going to want to have a better game. I, I, I think mm. I, there's no shame when Lionel Messi is doing that to you. But at the same time, we remember how, how Boateng's career went down yeah. after Messi. You wouldn't want that for Yeah, you, you don't want that for a young player. I think he's going to want to prove a point and, and probably put in like a star performance. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very difficult um, and it, it's very tough. I'd like to see Morocco do it, but I do think uh, Croatia have probably just just enough to edge the game. And don't ask me if it's going to be 90 minutes or <laughs> extra time. I really I couldn't tell ask. you. I, I, I really can't tell you. Uh, to lift third place. <laughs> uh, but I, you know what? I, I think... I really think uh, Dish is onto something. I think Kramaric is a good striker. I think mm. he might score the goal, to the decisive goal to win the game for Croatia. It's funny that you mentioned that 
you wouldn't know if uh, well before because you know we didn't really go over the strategy and the plan. We just you know sort of jumped in the studio and like guys, it's the World Cup. You know, let's let's talk football. Um, but so many people forget that this fixture is happening, and in fact, so many people forget the winners. I was trying now while you were you know t- t- giving your prediction on this fixture. I was trying to think who finished third place in in 2018. Someone Belgium. beat Belgium. And oh, was it some? I think Belgium lost. And yeah, you see, I, I, I genuinely this is I not thought it was Belgium who finished third. It could be. I, I can't connect. Possibly. You. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know that just shows you know whether this fixture's been played yeah. down because it's a day before the final or it's just the losers' final. But yeah. it's I, I genuinely can't tell you who who finished third place in uh, 2018. I could probably tell you what happened in the group stage of 2018, but I can't tell you um, who finished third place, which is is quite shocking. Yeah. Um, but f- for Africa's sake, I really hope Morocco win it. I, I, I like Bono. For Africa I mean, and Netherlands' sake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Bono has been... Um, I know we talk, spoke about Emi Martinez and Hugo Lloris, but he's been the best goalkeeper for me. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, Bono. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Tish, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong or anyone else, is the golden glove goes to the best goalkeeper, not the goalkeeper with the most clean sheets. Most clean sheets. Most clean sheets, not I the best so, goalkeeper. Yeah. Mm. Um, I would have loved to um, have been him, uh, Bono. But I, I think uh, just before you conclude, there, a uh, huge shout out has to go to the CDM for Morocco. I oh, think it's Amrabat. Uh, he's he's absolutely Liverpool. Yeah, like honestly, Premier if you League. yeah, you can sort of make a case for all the Moroccan players. I mean, to to like beat um, teams like Belgium. Spain, they, they Portugal, didn't get there on, by luck. Yeah, yeah. and Good you know team. the whole team huddled together. You know, played to their strengths. And I mentioned they lost three key players. You know, mm, yeah. Um, In a series, decent as well. Yeah, yeah, he he he's you know currently at Sevilla. Yeah, could have could have had one or two more goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know that the the CDM Amrabat mm-hmm, absolutely yeah. phenomenal though. The way I, I, I admired him. That, that, that one where he went back to win the ball from Kylian Mbappe. Yes, yeah, he, yeah and he kept it in play, sure. followed it up. I you would know, call like, him the best midfielder in Africa, but he's in Dubai right now. Um, Thomas Party. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. he, was, he was absolutely <laughs> phenomenal in this World Cup. And yeah. I've seen him, um, you know, against the French midfield who, who mm. are now in the final. Mm. And I just thought that one of, like, one man could do the job of two midfielders. Yeah. You know, so um, he definitely gets my uh, pick of the Moroccan mm-hmm. um, players. Uh, you know, I, I definitely rate him highly after this and I'll be following his career probably for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's time to move on to the final. I think we've given enough attention to Croatia and Morocco. Uh, but Argentina against France in Qatar... Um, we said, well, I said at the start of this uh, tournament that these conditions would um, suit the South American team. So Argentina now, they, I thought it would be Brazil, but it's, it's clearly not. Um, maybe I don't know much about football anyway. Um, I thought it would be a Brazil and Portugal final, but, you know, football wasn't honest. Let's say that. Uh, Josh, you say that. Josh, Argentina <laughs> against France. I sort of have an idea where Desh and Chad are going with their prediction. You have given the listeners no hint of um, of where your mind is at this Sunday. So tell us now. Look, the team that I, I predicted to win this this or lift this cup um, was let down mm. via penalty against France in the semis. Um, 
unfortunately, like we've mentioned time and time again on this podcast, the teams that have been looking the better footballing team uh, in the way in the way that we want to watch football. Well, most of us want to watch football, uh, fluid passing, attacking all the time, mm-hmm. trying to uh, get into that final third in creative ways uh, mm-hmm. instead of just sitting back and sitting tight and compact, disciplined. Um, so, I think that Argentina of the four semi-finalists have been that side that have shown good quality uh, going forward. Um, and it would be beautiful for them to win the World Cup. But the anti or negative or defensive or disciplined, whatever you want to label it, has been winning the fixtures of this tournament. Yeah. Um, we, and like I just mentioned, three of those four, Morocco, Croatia, and France have kind of been pushed into that space because of the losses that we've mentioned uh, in Kante, in Pogba. Um, yes, they have a focal point now in Giroud, which has been working with them based on this midfield. Mm. Uh, but Benzema, who is able to also drop deep and move around with the team, uh, maybe wouldn't have worked with this midfield. Um, there might be a bit of mind games, <laughs> saying that he's fresh and ready <laughs> for the final. Mm. Um, I, I wouldn't risk it, in my opinion. But I think that if France are able to stay extremely compact, uh, like they have so far, um, with this young midfield, and as well as uh, we've, we've praised Griezmann a bit here on the podcast, and I think for me, uh, he's been the guy that's been keeping France going. Uh, his work rate has been phenomenal. Um, playing in that number, I think he's playing like a number eight role, kind of, but then also filling in in the number 10 or doing the job of a number 10 as well. I think he's going to be key in this fixture. Um, if De Paul is allowed to protect Messi as much as we everybody laughs and jokes about, uh, <laughs> if he is really able to do that uh, and stop Griezmann from making those runs or, or checking him throughout the fixture, uh, Argentina have a chance. But if they aren't able to and they're able to shift gears and get Mbappe onto the ball in wide areas, uh, I, I feel that front, it's, look, it's going to be a tough game. A final is a flip of the coin more yeah. often than not. Um, Except the last one, 2018. <laughs> well, I mean, all those minutes, yeah. uh, Croatia <laughs> or should be sponsored by like Minute Juice or something like that. Um, yeah, I think that's... I minute think made. <laughs> minute made. France, France have the quality, yeah. Uh, uh, we've mentioned in terms of on paper, <laughs> they, have the, they have the experience in the final. Uh, yes, Argentina might have the motivation of losing that final back in mm-hmm. 2014. Um but I think I think France get this victory. Um, I can't tell you ninety minutes or not. Uh, but I think it is a it is a game that has uh, possible goals. Um, I'm backing France here. Yeah. I like the fact that you're backing France because not you a would lot like of, that. not a lot of people are. And I'll tell you why. It's 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 got nothing to do with Messi. But I think because we love the game so much and, and we we so invested in this this happy ending and. Mm. It's you know football's not a fairy tale and sometimes you know fairy tales happen in football like your Leicester winning the league Croatia um, they now call Minute Maid FC thanks to Josh <laughs> no, you know Croatia re- reaching the final last time and even Morocco reaching you know first African nation to to reach the final four and now they could get a third spots fairy tales do happen in football but don't force it if it's not supposed to be I think France are the better team. Um, they've got better players. You know, we're discussing the combined 11s. The, you know, we sort of agreed that it's just Messi and Martinez that, uh, you know, make the team. So there's clearly a better unit, you know, in the, the darker shade of blue. And I, I feel like France will, you know, show their pedigree 
and lift the tournaments. I think Kylian Mbappe will get man of the match. He's going to win the Golden Ball. He's going to win the Ballon d'Or. He, I said it last week, he is the best player in the world. And he's playing against, you know, one of the best players in the world. Who's he <laughs> That's now, how you describe Messi. He's, he's now, I think the baton, sure. I think the baton will be passed on Stop Sunday. Stop talking. Let me just, <laughs> let me just keep. <laughs> I think the baton will be passed on Sunday. And, no. you know, it's, it's the end of an era. And now we're moving into the Mbappe era. Um, I, and I think just to add on that, things yeah. happen that way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a passing mm-hmm. of the baton. And if there is a player to move from one to another, it's coincidentally yeah. in this final. Um, I think uh, we, we see it in a lot of different sports where the best fade. Um, Messi has put out his efforts. Like we've seen, uh, he, he, for the most of the season uh, with PSG, he hasn't looked like Lionel Messi. Yeah. And no, that's no knock on him. He's 35 years old. Um, he doesn't have he's the legs that he had. He's not supposed Yes, he's not. Yeah. Um, and I think that this is a moment of a passing of the guard. It's the way it happens in life more often than not. And it would, like you're saying, it would be a fairy tale ending, uh, the finishing of football, in my opinion, you know, um, for Lionel Messi. But th- this is a passing of the guard. I think this is also a fairy tale because there's two fairy tales to look at. There's one fairy tale story or one happy ending where Messi lifts the World, FIFA World Cup and goes on as the greatest player of all time. And I think even if he loses, he could still go down as the greatest player of all time, and that's quite fine. But the fact that why I call this a fairy tale is because for Kylian Mbappe, a young Frenchman who looked up to Thierry Henry all his life and looked up to players like Zidane, he could do something now that those players never ever, you know, they only lifted one World Cup. He's about to lift his second, or well, his favourites to win his second. And oh, France are favourites. Yeah. And so his favourites to win his second and... Achieve that gives fans hope for the future. The next what World Cup Lionel is Messi could, you know, could have done in his career, and this is going to be his first Ballon d'Or as well, first of many. I think he could get to five as well, or six, seven, maybe. Are you done? done. <laughs> that, yeah. and that's my final answer. <laughs> okay, so um, Messi, everything, Messi. <laughs> <laughs> we love Messi. No, so I, look for me. I can't even. Uh, criticize or, or or downplay any of uh, of of the good points that both of you have made, but football is also a strange game, and in football the favourites don't always win, mm-hmm. and we have to. While the World Cup is the biggest international football t- uh, tournament and also the biggest football tournament, let's go back to the biggest club uh, f- football tournament, which is the Champions League: Manchester City, Chelsea. Manchester City clear favourites. Uh, people predicting a cricket score. Chelsea get, go on to win the tournament. Chelsea in uh, twi- in 2012 against um, Bayern Munich at the Allianz Arena. about Chelsea? No, wait, I'm, com- I'm making a point like yeah. you all did. Uh, Chelsea at the Allianz Arena, uh, playing in Germany, playing mm-hmm. against Bayern Munich, uh, German champions, an aging Chelsea team. Clear favourites. Who wins? The underdog. And now I'm going to go to the World Cup in 98. Brazil versus France. Clear favourites. Yeah. Uh, 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 Bebeto remember Bebeto was still playing they had mm-hmm. Bebeto they had Cafu. Rivaldo Cafu Roberto Carlos uh, uh, Ronaldo they they had fantastic players and who, who won uh, there was a team uh, there was a French team that were in unfamiliar territory had not been to the final and had not uh, were not favourites by any means but the team that won were the underdogs and mm-hmm. I think 
Sometimes it's not always the favorites that win. France are clear favorites. They're the world champions and they deserve to be favorites and they are the team to beat. And I think they will, they deserve all the respect. But I think that this is the Lionel Messi having had uh, disappointments in 2014, having mm. taken his team, guided them to the 2014 World Cup final and to come agonizingly close had it not been for for uh, arguably for, for Higuain to convert those chances, he would have had his World Cup trophy already. I think now he knows he's come this far. This is his last chance. It's last chance saloon. And I think he's going to make sure that he gives it his all. And I also feel like his teammates, not just Rodrigo DePaul, but every <laughs> single one of them will be playing for him. And I think, like we've witnessed in recent times, it's not the favorites that are going to win. And it's Argentina and Lionel Messi. I, th- I think that... Maybe Argentina aren't that... They're not underdogs, really. I mean, they've... It's the World Cup it's final. It's the World Cup final. They they have the biggest support or fan base in Qatar at the moment. We've seen that throughout the World Cup. There have been some empty seats in more often than not most fixtures. Brazil, Argentina, those stadiums have been packed to the rafters. When last did they make a final, though? Eight years ago. Eight years ago. In the World Cup, apologies. Yeah. yeah, in the World so, Cup. So, eight years ago, that's like... that. That's And like before that, they hadn't even... And even got close in in recent times. They they've been out of out of the picture for so long. Even if you're looking at a power like the the, the best international teams, France are ahead. Not mm. just not just ahead, and because of what they achieved lately, also being Euro winners. But they 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 are ranked higher, and they are they are the favourites. And I just feel like speaking of these these FIFA rankings, I, I hate it. How are Belgium, France not and, number one? And Belgium are always number one. Belgium always number one, and now it's Brazil. I mean, this team, you know, I, I can't believe, and you know, I'm actually quite upset at myself for, for not predicting this or, you know, for not thinking this way, but France are, for me, the best country in the world. I, I, yeah, I'm, upset. I'm upset at myself for thinking so comfortably that France would win this World Cup and that so confidently that Portugal would be in the final, knowing that they would have had to face France if they could even get past Morocco. So, I think, I think what happened was that the amount of injuries that France were hit with... I think that's yeah, the problem. I think that's the yeah. problem. Maybe, uh, look, Deschamps says, outperformed himself. This is back-to-back World Cup finals. Very difficult. I think... Yeah. The last European nation to pull it off was Italy in the 19-something, you know? So yeah. this is, like, sensational from him. Um, I, I, for one, also didn't uh, foresee France coming this far. In fact, I thought they were going to have an underwhelming tournament, mm. and they've proved me horribly wrong. Um, but I, I will say this. Their first clean sheet came against Morocco in a semi-final. They are do concede goals and the way Argentina are hunting defenses down. They do score down, goals. Yeah. So, I really, I, I really, that's that's my point. I think Argentina, uh, Argentina win the trophy because there's too many ways to unlock this French defense and it starts in the midfield. There's a hole in the midfield that Kante and Pogba had. You know, I think United try to replicate that. Maybe, um, well, Kante is really like, you can just do so many things but, um, <laughs> You know, like the the dynamic duo that they do, like it really they, a two man uh, job or three man job is done by two players. Mm-hmm. And if I look at the current midfield two for France, they don't cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why Griezmann has to drop in, and I think that shackles him. They don't have as much attacking power. Um, if you see Mbappe, like he also provides a heap of um, attacking, like 
ability outside of goals and assists, you know, just relieving pressure, making those runs, drag a defender out of, um, you know, to free up space for Giroud or Dembele possibly. Um, but against this team, this Argentina team, they've shown me that they have the nastiness mm. that you need yeah. to become a yeah. champion. They you know, can go to war. They can take you to war. There's an absolute fight against Netherlands and they took it to them. Um, and then, you know, in immediately thereafter against Croatia, looking at game management, mm. 3-0, Comfortable victory, sensational. You know, it's a team that These can do. These are two great nations. Yeah, but for me, it's it's also you know France's like when I said the midfield, the 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 drop in the midfield, they will allow those progressive passes. And if you get somebody like Messi, you know, playing there or like playing in Alvarez, who's shown how quick he is, or like literally maybe Di Maria can also yeah. play those progressive passes through those French midfield. Um, you know, to to Germany. Upamakano and Hernandez have given away penalties. You know, they've shown that they can be rattled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for me, it's um, it really is just going to be uh, Argentina. I think um, mm-hmm. they're they're coming out on top on Sunday. In 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the In the 90 Minutes podcast. Now, uh, Dish, In 90 Minutes? Yeah, I think that they'll wrap it up yeah, within the 90. I think that... 18 to 10. Four, probably. Yeah, I think it's excellent value. Uh, so this is saying Argentina, Josh, France. France, battle for the third star. <laughs> uh, Chad. Argentina, Messi all the way. I will say France. So that's uh, two France, two Argentinas in studio. We need someone out there to settle it. So if you're out there listening, I want to stand a chance of winning a 200 rand betting voucher courtesy of Hollywood Bets. Let us know who you think will lift this year's FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Will it be Argentina and Lionel Messi or will it be France led by Kylian Mbappe in attack? Let us know and if your comments does hit the target, you will walk away with a 200 and betting voucher. Gentlemen, what a football tournament it has been. Um, I, I wish it, you know, I wish there could just be more games after this, but sadly, you know, tournaments do come to an end and that's just the way the World Cup works. Uh, but Fantastic tournament, nonetheless. Uh, any last words from you, Chad? Well, just something that came to mind is, you know, the, France will get opportunities to score, no mm-hmm. doubt about that. But Giroud, who's one of my favourite strikers and probably the most underrated striker for me, he's not going to get take every single chance that comes his way. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to need to be very prolific because had it, if it's Benzema, it's a different story. So he, France need him uh, to be at his, at his best. Any last words? Allez, les bleus. <laughs> Love it. For me, I'm, I'm really happy that to see so many countrymen leading their fellow countrymen in this World Cup. Mm. It's amazing to see, I think, the Argentina manager, Scaloni, Lionel Scaloni, mm-hmm. is Argentinian, you know, is coming up against a Frenchman in Deschamps. Um, you look at, like, I think all the African countries mm. were led by their countrymen. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there are a few others that uh, don't come to mind right now, but it's absolutely amazing to see. It's funny you mentioned that, and maybe we can end uh, by letting our listeners get involved in this. Jamie Carragher tweeted, um, English, uh, well, England should always be coached by an Englishman. Um, make of that what you will. I think Very le- controversial. Very, very controversial. controversial. I think yeah. let's leave that one to the listeners yeah. to get involved in. I remember there is that 200 rand betting voucher up for grabs if your comment does hit the target. Gentlemen, um, until next week, which would probably be the Premier League discussion back on um, 
Premier, domestic uh, football. Domestic yeah. football does return soon. So uh, DSCV Premiership podcast will be back. English Premier League podcast will be back. Uh, stay tuned. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.